the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich with Nathan Sage and Steve Sell. Enjoy your lunch with our fun-filled McPherson Radio Sports Show every Thursday from 12.15 to 1. Nathan and Steve will dive into and take a few bites from all your favorite local. Miller gets it back out to Alexander. Cross court to Madrid. Thought about it. Drives the baseline strong and he dunks it home. Wow. He took off outside of the box. My goodness. College. One thing I did want to say, too, is Iowa basketball beat Iowa State 105-77. to 28-point <laughs> victory, biggest ever. So any Iowa State fan again hearing this, ha, 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 ha. And pro sport. Fulmer working quickly. And the 6-3 right-hander brings one. And Michael gets into one, hammering it deep to left. That's a way back, and that ball is gone. Home run, Michael Franco. Mahomes in the shotgun, fakes it to Edwards Hilaire. Sprints to the right side. He's throwing it long. Throwing it long. He's got Tyreek Hill over the shoulder. Touchdown, Kansas City. So grab your food, get your drink, turn up that radio, and enjoy your lunch with the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on McPherson's Radio, 96.7 FM KBBE, and online at midkansasradio.com. And now, here's Nathan Sage and Steve Sell. Got me hot. And welcome into the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on 96.7 KBBE. Nathan Sage joined alongside Steve Sell. It's 2021. We are back. Had to take a few weeks off. Had to, I don't know, enjoy my kids. I had to enjoy the winter, the holiday season. Um, hopefully you enjoyed it too, Steve. I know uh, it, it seemed kind of dead around here with no sports and no action going on, but we're this close to being able to have action and, and having high school sports come back. Yeah, I even took a... I took the last week of the year off. I've done that every year wherever I worked. Uh, you know, that's a good time with no sports going on. It's really the best time. I did actually come in every day on my vacation for about an hour to post uh, a, a few things because I knew there wouldn't be sports to post, basically. But uh, good to be back. And January is a busy month. It's tournament month. Uh, later on, we'll have the first Invitational. Mid-America Classic, although uh, they're a little stripped down this year, especially the McPherson Invitational with just four boys teams. There are six teams left for the girls, but ready to get back after it and get busy. Yeah, we get back after it really quick as tomorrow we have our first uh, basketball game of the uh, 2021 season, if you will. Um, We have Winfield coming to town, a a, a team which McPherson hasn't had a lot of trouble against in the past or really ever. Um, Should be interesting. Going to be great to be able to call that game again. But before you know it, we have a game Friday. We have two games next week, and then it's five games. And then it's just – it just – keeps piling on so we have a lot a lot of sports action coming up it's exciting um i guess when it comes to tomorrow night uh we have again mcpherson four and two on the year ranked fourth in class 4a they did take down bueller at bueller on december 22nd the last game they played and again they will be hosting winfield one and four overall that's according at least i got them according to max preps um friday is also going to be homecoming and steve you know more about this coach kinnaman's not going to be there yeah, uh, Coach Kinnaman's in quarantine. A couple of his family members uh, tested positive. He is not tested positive as far as I know. Uh, he says he says no symptoms right now, but he will not be coaching on Friday. He'd coached 597 consecutive games for the Bullpups. 
And also, Brant Bussey, uh, the Bullpups' assistant coach, he's in quarantine. So, Dustin Knitz will be the uh, head coach uh, for Friday and Tuesday. Coach Kinneman will miss Tuesday as well. Uh, Treg Fall will be his assistant. And uh, I'm glad the Bullpups are home for that first game without Coach Kinneman and Coach Bussey. Uh, I just feel like they'll be a little more comfortable playing at home. Uh, Coach Kinneman's 44-0 lifetime against Winfield, so I guess if there's a team you'd like to play that he can't be here for, uh, Winfield is a team. But even though Winfield's 1-4, uh, we saw glimpses of them last year being uh, a you know, halfway decent team. It's not like the years where the Bullpups would win by – you know, 50 or 60, the game would be over at halftime. Uh, Winfield, uh, they'll, they'll provide a good test. And remember, both teams with just four days of practice because the state did not allow practice until January 4th. Normally they would have been back on the 27th, practicing all the way, had all, you know, and, and having all that time. McPherson actually was to have played Tuesday against Bueller. That game, of course, got moved to December 22nd. So we've got that game out of the way. But after this game with Bueller, or uh, Winfield, excuse me, on Friday, the Bullpups play three in a row on the road. So uh, this is a really, you know, you want to take care of business Friday because you never know what's going to happen on the road. Uh, I believe it's Augusta on Tuesday, Circle, mm-hmm. I believe, uh, on, Friday. On, on Friday. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning, I believe, of three in a row on the road. So um, homecoming. This year won't be near the distraction because, you know, there just won't be the pomp and circumstance uh, as there's been. But uh, ready to get – I think uh, the players, the coaches, and the fans who uh, listen to us and watch it on the NFHS network, I think they're going to be ready to get back to action. Yeah, and it's – it's great because I'm looking at, you know, upcoming games, not just McPherson on Friday, but there are some other area games as well. But you did talk about how they had that long layover. You know, it was almost good that McPherson decided to move that Bueller game up to December 22nd because not a lot of teams did that. So it allows a little bit shorter gap of, of time, a little bit less rust, if you will, um, to be able to. Uh, play again on on Friday and one thing you you mentioned 44-0 against Winfield coach Kinneman coach Strathman 25-0 against Winfield so right now you're looking on paper you'd look at two wins on Friday but again we that's why you play the game yeah you're looking at the girls and and Winfield started the year 3-0 and then played Wellington you know pretty competitive Wellington will be in the Mid-America Classic Wellington State ranked in 4A has lost only one game Ali Zika we know her uh, her her grandpa, Dave Chartiers from McPherson, David Kathy Chartier, that's her granddaughter. She's an outstanding player, one of the best players in 4A. I believe she made the all-tournament team maybe last year. I could be mistaken. Uh, my memory's not as good as it used to be. <laughs> but uh, this Winfield team, Coach Vin John, they'll be very well prepared. They've got a freshman this year, a 6'1 freshman, who's been scoring almost half their points in some games. And uh, she gives them a legit player. And anytime you've got a 6'1 post who can average, you know, potentially go for 20 points, uh, you know, it'll be tough. But I think the McPherson girls, uh, after that little hiccup they had right there when they had two losses in two days, I think they're ready to set sail now. I think they're really going to take off on a pretty nice streak. Uh, I think they'll probably go undefeated going into the Mid-America Classic in late January. And then the Classic is just loaded. Uh, Dodd City's unbeaten. Manhattan's unbeaten. I know Wichita Southeast is a good team. 
Um, there, I think everybody has a winning record but one. And I remember there's only six teams this year. So the schedule, we're not going to have our four games on Thursday, four games on Friday, four games on Saturday. Uh, I'll have a story posted this afternoon. Shane Bakus gave me an update. But I had posted earlier about the changes in the tournament, but now I'm updating it. Marysville did drop out of the girls' tournament. That's why we're down to six teams um, for the girls' tournament. Again, four for the boys' tournament. It's just the way it is this year. It's COVID. Yep. Uh, there's not much we can do about it. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens on the 28th of January because, remember, no fans other than parents allowed until the 28th of January. And and then uh, I think, you know, they're going to be evaluating. Uh, the way the numbers are going in Kansas right now, I am skeptical that they're going to let fans, you know. Yeah, so I agree with you. The total fans come back. We're not slowing down any. Yeah. I mean, you look at our numbers, they're – I mean, they're slowing a little bit, but not to the point where it's safe to let fans into the games. Uh, I mean, at least if you go by their standards. Um, again, you know, when you're averaging 80, 50 to 75, 80 cases a day, uh, and, uh, you know, we've had a lot more deaths here lately, um, it's just you don't want to put people's health at risk. Yeah, and I think it's interesting going back on that kind of on that same note that McPherson, that McPherson High boys game on Friday against Winfield, the coach when he sent the roster over, I told you this morning, said they're having issues with in with in, in, with eligibility, if you will, as well as COVID issues as well. So, given that game is scheduled first Friday, and we expect to be able to do it, but when you talked about the tournament and all those area teams. Even six teams, even cutting it down to four teams, that's still a lot to ask right now. Um, so, again, we ask you, and I think the, the schools ask you, to understand that this is a fluid situation like we've said before. Um, right now we have a lot of games scheduled, and we all – me, Steve and I, we – we really want to be there and we want to call these sure. games and do and we have these kids play and, and everything but i just want people to continue to to remember that we still have this going on and this schedule is subject to change yeah and you look at mcpherson college and they're not letting anybody in uh i've watched the games on the stream uh then i'm in contact with the coaches and jeremy nelson's been doing a great job of feeding us information uh great wins for the bulldog teams last night the women went to friends where they almost never ever win they won by 18 down there Brittany roberts 25 rebounds in that game and then the men had Tabor here now Tabor had not played for like six weeks and the bulldogs just played the other day and uh it makes a difference. The Bulldog men, a 33-point winner here last night over Tabor. Again, we do have that McPherson High basketball game coming up against Winfield on Friday. 545 is the pregame for that one. Tip-off. Girls will tip off at 6 o'clock right now. Other upcoming area games uh, this Friday, Mound Ridge versus Marion, Little River at Wakefield, and Elyria Christian at Solomon, Solomon, and Inman versus Burton. But then the other area teams, if you're wondering where Smoky Valley is, Heston, Smoky Valley at Halstead on Tuesday. Tuesday, Heston at Nickerson on Tuesday, and Canton Galva at Elyria Christian on Tuesday. That's the last updated schedules that I have been able to get. Yeah, I have not been informed of, uh, you know, the teams picked up games for Friday. Uh, we have not been made aware. So if uh, you're a, a fan of one of those schools, Smokey, Heston, or Canton Galva, uh, you know, they, I, I've told the ADs, you know, time and again, if they have a change, let us know. I have not heard from them, but if you have a kid on the team or a fan of those and they've added a game 
uh, for Friday, uh, let us know. And if you are in charge of the, those schools' websites, update your website <laughs> <laughs> because that's where we go yeah. for a lot of the we information. Go Twitter and yeah, we, yeah. Have, we go searching, and it takes a while sometimes. Correct. But looking at as we uh, again, we have all those area games. Take a quick look at the area standings: Little River and Heston, obviously the number one ranked teams. Uh, Little River five and zero, Heston four and zero, McPherson at four and two, Elyria Christian boy. Oh, this is all the boys: Elyria Christian four and three, Canton Galva two and three, Inman two and four and mound ridge two and four in smoky valley one and three on the year girls mound ridge five and one smoky valley i know you've talked about it there smoky valley kind of being that surprise team at four and one right now Elyria christian five and two mcpherson four and two little river three and two heston three and two inman two and four and counting galva oh and five i know like i said smoky valley at four and one any other teams that are surprising you right now well, maybe the Elyria christian girls at five and two uh you know even though they had most of their players back, those were very young players. They basically threw a bunch of youngsters out there and let them, you know, just gain experience. Took some lumps last year. Uh, ended up with a pretty good season by the end of the year. And this year they've just picked up where they left off. So good to see Coach Fields' team down there. He does a great job with those Elyria girls. And he's, uh, you know, he's ably assisted by Ben Starberg, uh, former McPherson High uh, ninth grade coach. And uh, on the boys' side, uh, really no surprises. Uh, Inman maybe at two and Inman and Mount Ridge at two and four. Uh, I thought they might be a little better, especially Inman. But remember, the Teutons got a late start. Uh, they lost two weeks of practice because of uh, uh, their deep football season. All those guys they have played football. So uh, Mount Ridge two and four got a really good starting five. Just don't have any depth. But you know Vance Unruh and get those guys going. As we do uh, again, have those area games come up on Friday and as well as next week. We got to get to a quick break though, as we do have a lot of other stuff, especially NCAA and pro sports. Obviously, with no high school sports, we had to get some more stuff to fill the show. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be back with more of the lunch time sports sandwich after this on 96.7 kbbe hi my name is dr esther reddick a board certified mayo clinic trained ophthalmologist in mcpherson at 901 north main we offer a wide spectrum of services patient safety is our top priority we are happy to work together with your optometrist to provide you the best eye care possible you may be referred to us for various ocular conditions such as cataract glaucoma macular degeneration or heavy eyelids Please call 245-0556 to schedule your next appointment. Your eyes, your health, our passion. Farmers Insurance Group and Agent Brad Forsberg are two names you can trust with all your insurance needs. Brad can help identify the insurance that best fits you. He prides himself on giving each and every one of his clients the individual attention they deserve. Give Brad a call today at 620-504-5133 or stop into his office at 1607 North Main in McPherson. Farmers Insurance Agent Brad Forsberg, ready to help you with all your insurance needs. Banking is different these days, but at People's Bank, we're here to help. You can visit us at any of our drive through locations or utilize one of our 16 ATMs, many of which accept deposits. You can even bank from home by visiting us online at peoples.bank or use other features such as mobile banking, People's Pay, or our new Apple Watch app. We understand that you have banking needs. And just as before, we will continue to be here for you. People's Bank and Trust, member FDIC. McPherson Center for Health is pleased to announce that the Hess Fitness Center is once again accessible 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. 
we've taken extra measures to make this space safe and enjoyable for you to get back to your fitness routine. For more information and special instructions prior to your visit, please go to www.mcphersonhospital.org or call 620-241-2251, extension 176. Not too hot, not too cold, but just right. Goldilocks may have been talking about porridge, but here at RC Heating and Cooling, it's all about comfort. This is Julie at RC Heating and Cooling. We know you want a comfortable home as well as a comfortable budget. For the next few months, we're offering a 12-month, no-pay, same-as-cash financing and up to a $1,200 rebate on a new heating and cooling system. At RC, you can get just right comfort for just the right price. Call us, 241-2787. That's 241-2787. And welcome back to the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on 96.7 KBB. As we're now past the half hour, we're 12.33, 12.34, if you will, as we still have a little bit of time left here on the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich. we got to get to some NCAA news. First, we start off uh, with some NCAA football news. Uh, if you are in a cave, maybe you didn't know, but uh, we did have the college football playoffs semifinals last week. Alabama cruised to victory over Notre Dame. I don't think anybody was surprised in that one. Ohio State upset Clemson 49-28. to I feel like I'm the only one that wasn't su- surprised by that. Either way, Alabama versus Ohio State for the national championship on Monday, January 11th in Miami. One thing I did want to say about that game is I'm going to ask you who you, who you got in that one, but one thing I wanted to say about Ohio State and Clemson real quick, that's why you don't talk smack before a game. Yeah. That's and, the reason. And actually, uh, I wasn't surprised Ohio State beat Clemson. Uh, Clemson's not quite the team it was last year. Uh, I mean, granted, Trevor Lawrence is still there. Uh, Travis Etienne is still there. But defensively, uh, they haven't been very good all year. Um, I, I felt like uh, Ohio State was the better team going in and just dominated in that first half. Alabama, to me, though, they look like they could beat the Jaguars or Jets. I mean, you look at where they beat teams is in their offensive and defensive line. They got guys that will be in the pros next year and be starting for NFL teams. They could be starting for NFL teams right now. And Alabama, to me, uh, I just don't see Ohio State, you know, having a chance. I mean, well, they got a chance. Everyone's got a chance with Justin Fields at quarterback. But Alabama's just too good. And I think this is one of those years where it's just up way up here. Then Ohio State's the next level. And then everybody else. I mean, Clemson Clemson lost to Notre Dame during the season. So, yeah. I, to me, uh, to me, I, I wasn't even a fan that Notre Dame got in. Yeah. I, I felt like I didn't think they were one of the best four teams. I thought, actually, Oklahoma, by the end of the year, was probably the fourth best team. Oklahoma was playing really well. And uh, Spencer Rattler was, you know, figuring out at quarterback. Their defense was a lot better. But uh, – Alabama beat Notre Dame 31-14, and to me, I think Notre Dame should be thankful that game wasn't about 49-7 because Alabama almost got disinterested. It was so easy so early. They just kind of lost their focus in the second half, but that game could have been a lot bigger out. Notre Dame covered the spread. Uh, it was the biggest spread, I believe, any Final Four game since they've been, you know, been doing the Final Four. But, you know, they talk about, you know, guy, we had to have a 14 playoff or 18 playoff. Well, right now, to me, the last few years, you only have three teams and then everybody else, Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson. And, uh, you know, 
Alabama's going to be there. Every, I always say I don't care what year it is, who they're playing. I pick Alabama every time. I never bet against Alabama. So I look for Alabama to beat Ohio State. I think it'll be a good game. But uh, Ohio State's got some dudes on defense, too. I mean, they got some guys on defense that are pretty aggressive. But Alabama's got a team, basically, they're a semi-pro team. Yeah, I mean, I agree with ha- you. Half their team will probably be starting in the NFL next year. One thing I'll say is this. If Ohio State has any chance in that national championship game, it's weird to say this because normally when you think when I think of Alabama at least I always think of you know you have the pl- some playmakers on offense but really it's a defensive team almost every year they're really top notch top number one in the nation in defense this year I don't think they're that good as, as sorry to say that is wrong they are not as good as previous Alabama teams on defense, on defense. Um, well, I also offensively they're yeah incredible. offensive offensively incredible i think i think they'd beat the jaguars i think they'd even beat the lions right now (laughs) offensively defensively i think they're a little bit more there's more opportunities there and one thing i thought was interesting with ohio state and clemson was everybody all year was talking about how ohio state's defense especially their past defense wasn't up to par now you had a little bit of time off to get ready for clemson a little bit more than you do for alabama but it it was great to see that out of a team improving in that area especially against trevor lawrence um that's why it kind of well trevor lawrence got beat up yeah and i'm sure the jacksonville jaguars were watching that game going please take him out of the game don't let him (laughs) because he took you know he's six, six about 240 he's a big guy but he took some unbelievable shots in the second half. Once Ohio State knew Clemson had to throw the ball every down, they just teed off on him. Clemson's offensive line was really bad. Yeah, uh, they they had at least on that night they were really bad. Ohio State just toyed with them up front. I knew when Clemson almost lost to Boston College, given it was with a backup quarterback, I knew that they were not as good as they have been in the past. I expect Alabama to win. Um, but I expect it to be a high-scoring game. Definitely. I would expect like 49-35, almost up there. Because, I, like I said, I just don't think the defenses are all there. But I, I am excited again to see more Justin Fields. I think this whole season everybody talks about Trevor Lawrence and and uh, Devontae Smith from Alabama who won the Heisman, who we're going to get to here in a minute. But Justin Fields, I feel like he showed what being a man is. He got hit in a really you know took out his ribs and was still able to deliver some great passes and stay in that game so i'd like to see some more out of him and his draft stock rise if he can well you know trevor lawrence has been put on this pedestal and i feel like justin fields has really kind of closed the gap yeah Uh, i i really believe that justin fields very athletic he's kind of he's jalen hurts you know, from last year, yep. except he throws the ball better. Yeah, he has so, more touch and, on it. Yeah, and it'll be interesting. You know, Jacksonville's going to take Lawrence. They've pretty much – and then, you you know, the Jets have the second pick. I don't think they're going to take Fields. I think there's an offensive lineman, I believe, out of Oregon uh, who's just massive. And they said you get him with their other – they had a big, really good rookie left tackle this year. You get those bookend tackles. Sam Darnold – has some talent yeah, in the oh, Jets. Yeah. It's just, you know, they didn't protect him. So I think they go offensive line. Then the Dolphins have the third pick because they, they got it in a trade. And, uh, you know, Miami just missed the playoffs this year. They're going to get him a very good player at the third pick. I think the team to watch in the NFL, this is we're getting off topic here, but I think the theme to, to, when it comes to that NFL draft is I just going to be interesting to see what the New England Patriots do to try and move up in that draft. Because yeah. if they can get anybody that's, 
anywhere in the realm of a Tom Brady and a pocket passer in that fit that offense, I think they'll be back. Either way, um, you know, they might even trade and try and get uh, Garoppolo from 49ers. Either way, uh, moving forward, we did t- I did mention Devontae Smith there winning the Heisman Trophy. Smith becomes the third Alabama play- player to claim college football's most prestigious award and the first receiver to win it since Desmond Howard at Michigan 1991. Smith beat out three other finalists, all who were quarterbacks, Alabama's Mac Jones, Jones, Clemson's Trevor Lawrence, and Florida's Kyle uh, Trask, which is interesting because Justin Fields and some other players were not on in there. Um, but either way, I loved it because I love to see the Heisman Trophy, in my opinion, has turned into a quarterback. Same with NFL MVP awards. It's turned into a quarterback award and I, I I think Alabama would not be in the place they were, were the place they are if they did not have Devontae Smith at wide receiver. Well, you know, on December back on December first, Devontae Smith wasn't even in the conversation. Mm-hmm. He was about the fifth guy, and then he put together about three games in a row where that were just blew people's minds. He had like six touchdowns in three games, uh, two over two hundred yards in one game. Um, the quarterbacks all kind of cancel themselves out. They all, you know, Lawrence missed some games with COVID. To me, that took him out of the running. Uh, Kyle Trask put up some good numbers, but his team, you know, wasn't in the top four. Mac Jones uh, benefited from yep. having Devontae Smith as his as his receiver. And yeah, I thought Devontae Smith. To me, he if I had a vote, he would have been my pick. Yeah, was- just unbelievable talent. It's, it's crazy that there hasn't been a wide receiver since 1991, so great to see that. As we move forward, we did obviously talk about more NCAA news. The NCAA will announced on Monday that they will host an entire postseason men's basketball tournament in Indianapolis and the surrounding areas with a bubble-like format, which I like. Um, all 68 teams will come to will come to complete a national championship and play most of the games at multiple venues in Indianapolis with some games in Bloomington and West Lafayette. Uh, the bulk of the teams will stay in hotels connected to the Indiana Convention Center, which will be used as a practice facility for the NCAA. Uh, Selection Sunday is still going to be March 14th, and the Final Four is still April 3rd and the 5th at Lucas uh, Stadium in Indianapolis. I like it. I think it it can help limit the exposure to COVID. Um, I, I just feel bad for those other cities throughout the country that benefit financially from everybody doing it, given you're not going to have that with fans this year, but I, I like the idea of trying to keep these kids safe. Yeah, COVID's really affected college basketball. I mean, look at Duke. Yep. Uh, Coach K's missed some games down there. Uh, he's, I think he's actually he's had two different times he's missed games. Uh, so, some teams haven't gotten their schedule hardly even started. Some teams have played every game. Kind of just depends what part of the country you're in. But uh, this is probably the best way to do it. It worked for the NBA. NCAA is going to try the same thing. Yeah, well, again, it's it's a fluid situation throughout the country, so everybody's kind of learning on the fly, and I think this is the best. I, would, I kind of wish they would have thought this something like this last year and a lot of other things but obviously then it, 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 nobody knew really the severity of where we're, the, what we're at and what we're going to deal with either way i like it i'm glad they're they're 
figuring out stuff way beforehand but again we do have more stuff to get to we got to talk some pro sports obviously we got some nfl playoffs coming up so we'll take another quick break and we will be back with more of the lunchtime sports sandwich on 96.7 kbbe after this happy new year kansas it's 2021 and time for something different like switching to next tech wireless want new devices mix and match five devices with unlimited data for 125 dollars a month love your phone but not your provider switch and get 20 dollars off your monthly bill so bring the whole family to next tech wireless get new devices on us or bring your own spend a new kind of quality time together next tech wireless we are kansas certain restrictions apply see store for details hi friends this is dana sammer people often ask me if and when they can switch from one medicare supplement to another the answer is that you can switch at any time but it must be approved by the underwriters of the new company In other words, if your health is good, you may be a candidate to switch companies to save money, for instance. Call me, Dana Sammer, with the Alliance Agency at 245-4861, and we can discuss your Medicare needs today. Or stop by our office on the second floor of the Warren Place. Thank you. Whether you're reimagining your backyard or transforming a few acres into a field of dreams, let Prairieland Partners show you how easy and affordable it is to own a John Deere. Go to prairielandpartners.com. Click on the PLP Builder to build, price, and buy a compact utility tractor, mower, gator, or skid steer. Get started today at prairielandpartners.com. Delivering the right solution. You need a new car or truck. You found the perfect vehicle. Now, what about financing? You can save on your next vehicle purchase, whether new or used, by financing through Great Plains Federal Credit Union. Rates are very low right now. New auto loan rates are as low as 3% APR. Used auto loan rates are as low as 3.25% APR. Get pre-approved, then make your best deal on your next new or used vehicle. Great Plains Federal Credit Union, 720 North Main in McPherson, with offices in Salina, Hillsboro, and Abilene. They will work with you. Member NCUA. Janet's doing it. So is Fred. Bonnie's all over it. Same with Omar. Tim's been at it since February of last year. Corey started the year before that. And guess what? They're all saving by doing so. What's that? Well, the doing part? Why, they're using the Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. And they're saving up to 30% and more on their auto insurance. How about you? You ready to get at it and save? To start driving safe and saving in McPherson, call State Farm agent Jim LaDuke today. Discounts may vary. Not available in California, Massachusetts, New York, or Rhode Island. Your McPherson Board of Public Utilities offers a few winter safety tips. Keep space heaters a safe distance away from any combustible materials such as bedding, drapes, or furniture. Close window coverings at night to keep heat indoors and open during the day so the sun can warm your home. Don't heat unused rooms, closed doors, and registers. Clean or replace your furnace filters monthly. Every degree you lower your thermostat saves up to 3% on your heating costs. Never attempt to move a fallen power line. Call the BPU emergency number at 620-245-2560 during working hours. Call 620-245-2554 after hours. And 
and welcome back to the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on 96.7 KBB. Nathan Sage joined alongside Steve Sell once again as we got to get to some uh, pro sports. We got some NFL to talk about. Obviously, this weekend is wild card weekend. Uh, came to an end last week in the regular season. Chiefs obviously fell to the Chargers. Nobody wants to talk about that. It, it's a game. I, I, JV what, game. Yeah, I don't like week. I, I never have liked week 17 games because especially that's why I like kind of fantasy moved up fantasy at least because week 17 games are the worst to watch and and to be a part of because it's great if you want to, if we had fans and you could go to the game obviously but I can't stand it I can't stand teams not you know giving their all but I I, I understand it is at the same time either way in the AFC Chiefs are the number one seed the seeding is like this Chiefs number one Buffalo Bills number two Steelers three Titans four Ravens five Cleveland six and Indianapolis seven in the NFC I hate the Green Bay Packers with a passion number one uh, number two New Orleans Saints three Seattle Seahawks four Washington I like how it just says Washington mm-hmm. five Tampa Bay Buccaneers six Los Angeles Rams and seven Chicago Bears when I look at these this seeding and i look at these teams steve i'm i mean nfc to me is still wide open i think green bay is obviously good i don't think the saints are as good as what people think they are i think seattle's a team to watch out for um and i also i'll even say this the bears since trubisky has come back have been on a different level they're a team that could surprise some teams in the playoffs now i don't think they're gonna make the super bowl just a, a surprise in that aspect and i know you when it comes to the afc chiefs might be the number one seed in the afc but to me and i think to you as well it's going to be a a hard fought road if they can get back well i i upset a lot of people (laughs) earlier this week uh i had baltimore at the start of the year and i'm not budging uh the way they're playing right now and you look at to me you look at how kansas city finished the season uh seven games in a row they won by one score or less uh, i don't count that last game they played because they didn't play yeah. their starters uh they do get the week off which is going to be hugely beneficial because that offensive line is beat up and to me the offensive line is why the chiefs will not repeat uh i just don't think the offensive line will hold up i think their secondary is very vulnerable in fact to me i really believe at this point in the season the Chiefs are the third best team in the AFC. The AFC is by far the better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Yeah. But right now, I, I have the Ravens as the best team. I have the Bills as the second best team. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to that Tennessee-Baltimore first-round game because I'm going to look really stupid if uh, <laughs> Tennessee beats Baltimore. Remember, Lamar Jackson in the playoffs, he becomes a different dude. He, he just, for some reason, I don't know if it's the pressure or it's the how they game plan, but if Baltimore – sticks to its roots and that is running the football running the football and running it some more with lamar jackson running and then throwing a pass every now and then i think baltimore makes it now in the nfc at the start of the year i had the seahawks i've kind of gotten off them a little bit even though they finished 12 and 4 i just don't think the packers right now i don't think anyone in the nfc is going to beat the packers especially if they play the championship game at lambeau aaron Rodgers is going to be the mvp I know Mahomes was up there for a lot of the season. He's fallen back a little bit because, you know, he ran for his life those last six games, and his numbers went down. You look at his completion percentage. You know, he was over 70 at one point. It really dropped, uh, you know, the last third of the season. So um, right now, if I was picking two teams, I'd have Baltimore from the AFC. I'd have Green Bay from the NFC. I know people are 
outraged and upset, and they let me know, but uh, that's just how I feel. Uh, when you look at the AFC, the only team that, to me, that really doesn't belong, uh, I mean, doesn't have a chance. I don't like in the, anything about Indianapolis. With Phillip Rivers at quarterback, you know, I, I'm just not a big believer. I think Cleveland struggles this week with Pittsburgh. And then, I, you know, the, the, the top five are really good. And the NFC, Washington, far and away the worst team. Tampa Bay is a team that's really kind of, you know. You don't know what to get. Yeah. Yet. yeah it's Tom like... Brady's putting up some huge numbers. But, uh, you know, defensively they're not bad. The Rams, I count them out because of injuries. The Bears, I just don't think Trubisky, when it matters, can come through. Uh, Seattle, again, I picked them to make the Super Bowl at the start of the year. Uh, defensively, they've gotten better, but offensively, they've really regressed. The Saints, uh, they could be dangerous. I mean, uh, but they would have to go to Green Bay most likely. They're not going to win in Wisconsin when it's probably 15 below zero or whatever it's going to be in Green Bay. So I'm sticking with Baltimore and Green Bay at this point. If I had to look at the looking at this and, and I'm looking at okay, so we got wild card games next weekend. Oh, sorry, this weekend rather. Colts at Bills at one o'clock. Or sorry, that's gonna be noon. Uh, Rams at Seahawks and Buccaneers at Washington. And then on Sunday you got the Ravens at, at Titans, Bears at Saints, and Browns at Steelers. If I had to look at this and, and determine okay, who's gonna win the, the, the Super Bowl? Who's gonna make it? Right now the te- the the game you mentioned Baltimore. That's in my that is the game of the weekend it titans is. and ravens because titans were in the afc championship game last year derrick henry went off through the playoffs they were a wild card team they barely made it and he went off and he is a force so i'm very scared of that game i don't even want to pick that game but i think the winner of that game has a real good chance of going to the super bowl and don't count out buffalo i mean they have really yes. been on a tear josh allen is playing with supreme confidence i'm not sure how great uh, they can run the football when it matters. But, uh, again, Tennessee is a team I would not want to see the Chiefs have to play again because they would not stop Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry would get 250 yards against them. They are very soft against the run. And that's another reason I think the Chiefs don't get back to the Super Bowl. Their defense can't get off the field. I mean, teams would time a possession, you know, uh, the last six or seven games. It was tilted very heavily in favor of the opponent. Kansas City didn't spend, of course, granted Patrick Mahomes' scoring drives can go pretty quick, but their defense cannot get stops, and they give up a lot of 10-play plus drives. Yep. So I want to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, of course. Uh, you know, we're, we're a Chiefs affiliate. I've been a Chiefs fan, you know, for, you know, 55 years. Uh, I grew up with Lenny Dawson, Lenny the Cool, Hank Stram, Otis Taylor and those guys, but you know, just from a pure unbiased journalist point of view, I just don't think they make it back. With the Chiefs last year, a lot of the questions were, Are their defense is their defense good enough to win the Super Bowl? We all knew the offenses. It's kind of that same feeling. One thing that's interesting to me, the Chiefs look like they should be an NFC NFC team because you look at these NFC teams, most of them have great offenses but no defense. And on the AFC, it's kind of the polar opposite. Well, you know, last year the Chiefs defense was pretty pedestrian during the regular season but they played well in the postseason yeah i just don't know if they can do it again frank clark made the pro bowl how i don't know watching him play this year i thought he seemed content with winning the super bowl last year and he he kind of coasted through the season now chris jones you know had a pretty good year but they've got injuries at linebacker uh you know hitchens has been hurt uh they've got injuries in the d line uh the secondary uh 
still scares me. Juan Thornhill, uh, and then uh, uh, Sneed, and uh, who's the other young Chavarius Ward. Those guys are a little scary to me. Yeah, it's just it's interesting. Either way, uh, those games, wild card weekend this weekend. Note that the Chiefs and Packers will both be playing their first game of the postseason in the divisional round, but the schedule for the for that round hasn't been released yet. Uh, the Kansas City divisional round game is the only playoff game we are allowed to air here on 96.7 KBBE as the NFL owns the rights and will not allow the game uh, to be on the Chiefs radio network during that time. So just wanted to bring that little program. No game this weekend for the Chiefs. Next weekend, it will be right here on 96.7 KBBE. But then after that, it's it. you got to watch it on TV. Yeah. And remember, uh, after this weekend's games, everything's reseeded. Yep. So if form holds true for me, the Chiefs and Ravens yeah. meet right out of the chute. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. But either way, NFL, I love this time of year. I, I absolutely, absolutely 100% love this time of year. It's it's even better when you get to more towards spring because you got the uh, March Madness and everything else. But either way, it is time, if I can get this right, to uh, do something here. If I can get it right. Uh, where's it at? Oh, there it is. Okay, now it's time for Nathan's Complaint of the Week. And the Good news for everybody in 2021. We had such a bad 2020. There's not going to be a complaint this week. I think it's better to start 2021 on a positive note. Obviously, uh, the nation didn't think that way, but I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and right now, like I said, best time of year. You got college football playoffs. You got NFL playoffs. The NBA's going on. NHL's going on. NCAA basketball's going on. You got March Madness coming up. You got pitchers and catchers reporting next month and you got nascar also coming next month so it's just to me we're gonna pause on the complaint for the week and uh just enjoy it and, and hopefully you guys can all everybody listening can enjoy just all the sports action that we didn't know we would have to be able to go on right now yeah and my goal for 2021 at some point the spectators can get back yep to be honest i'm not sure if that's going to happen uh until late summer early fall um just we got to get these vaccines out that's the big thing the va the rollout is incredibly slow right now way below what it should be and if we get those vaccines out we might be able to get fans back in the stands this day in sports 1927 harlem globetrotters played their first game in hickley illinois and birthdays there you go steve lamar jackson born this day 1997 makes you feel old realizing i so i was i was 40 when he was born you were 40 i was <laughs> i was 12 yeah so either way i'm a little bit older but uh yeah happy birthday to lamar jackson but that's gonna do it though for this week's version of lunchtime sports sandwich the first 2021 edition of the lunchtime sports sandwich appreciate everybody tuning in but until next week until next week you gotta catch me on the flippity flip that's going to do it for this week's version of the lunchtime sports sandwich i hope you all enjoyed your lunch with a side of sports courtesy of myself and steve sell until next week go bulldogs go bullpups go wildcats go jayhawks go royals and go chiefs see you on the flippity flip catch you on the flippity flip Catch you guys on the flippity flip. Flippity flip. Okay. See you guys. <laughs>